Learn. Do. Inspire. Inspire. Take a moment. Stop. And inquire. And inquire. What is around you? What is in you? What is Thank you so much to all of my listeners for coming back to another episode of Learn, Do, Inspire. And if you're new, welcome. It is your host, Kaylee. And here, obviously, the goal is just to raise awareness on topics not often discussed in typical settings. And today I wanted to explore the deep nuances of music that I think we sometimes acknowledge for being powerful and provoking, but not really understanding how and why. It's not to say that I know the scientific explanation or full-rounded synopsis, but I did want to share my outlook on it. Besides, I have a pretty awesome guest speaker on the show today, Jay Kwan, aka Quay Ambitions, who'll most likely pick up where I'll leave things hanging, which is okay. And But overall, you know, I'm positive we'll have a full rounded discussion that will touch on a lot of levels. So briefly tell the audience about you, Jaquan. Um, so I don't even, like most artists will be like, oh, I'm this type of artist that you know, I don't really have a genre that I stick to, but like I, I am a artist and audio engineer. I do mastering. I'm, I don't, I just, I'm really passionate about it. I have a lot of fun doing it and music is just a big part of me. I'm from Southeast DC, but I've been all over the map as far as places I've lived and been to. <laughs> I'm hoping to see a lot more of it. So. <laughs> yeah, I felt it. You and I both. So, you know, like my mom always highlights um, how powerful words are. And it's a reminder that we have to be cognizant of what we say and listen to because not all messages are purely intentional or intended to create a pure outcome. Music should be a reflection of you. It should be a reflection of your drive, your dedication, your faith. And so with that being said, it's important to know what you're consuming because at the end of the day, each creator is out ultimately sharing how they express the same emotions we all go through, but they're able to do it in a language of music, right? And so, you know, like real music should be storytelling. It should be able to evoke an emotion that speaks to us, you know, like while we listen to it. Anything to add? my god <laughs> you said it. you you said it. you hit it on the nail like um honestly and it's one of my biggest pet peeves too music that i listen to and you can tell they were like excited to make it but there's not really much emotion linked to the song or or much of a a personal experience linked to it so it it, it lacks there in that energy or that feeling you know what i mean it it, it People don't realize, uh, I say people, but like, I guess I would say newer artists or less experienced artists really don't realize how much you can kind of tell as a listener within a song that you weren't 
fully there with that creation. Facts. That's like literally me with majority of Trippy Red songs. Like, I'm like, bro, the beat is it's banging, but what, is, <laughs> what am I listening to? <laughs> right. I mean, a lot of and, and, and Trippy, he's a, a great example because he has some songs where you can really tell he was Facts. feeling them. There's so much heart into them. You get Facts. And then there's other ones where he tries to mimic that emotion yeah. from that like yelling or like that extra um, grit that he throws in his voice. And while yeah. it sounds and feels good, you can tell that there's something missing. And not everybody knows how to put that into words, but that's exactly what it is. It's like 100%. Honestly, I feel like that was a good intro. So we're gonna move on to the next segment. I wanted to highlight music in this episode because not only do I love music, but it plays a huge role in the world, right? Simply speaking, music gives us entertainment and entertainers. And I kind of want to like make this a community level, like, and then we can go to global broad scale. But I feel like my first experience with music was in the church. You know, like I actually played tambourine. I was able to like see people from all walks of life, like playing saxophone the piano but you know like just seeing people really get out in front of a crowd and that's spiritual you know like some of that is nothing that you can really replicate (laughs) because you know like we were just talking about it evokes that emotion so I wanted to ask like what was one of your first experiences with music Uh, one of my first experiences with music um man I'm trying to the first experience with music that's that's because it's like a couple i can think of on the top of my head okay but give me like both one um um so personally i'm thinking like michael jackson right there he was like a huge artist for me like when i was younger Facts. very very big artist and like i even had um when his albums i got it for like christmas i played it to the wheels fell off you know what i mean like i loved every song on there you know i could sing every oh my gosh and then like listening uh to the radio in the car with my mom you know what i mean i'd just be listening i wouldn't even be listening to the songs right i was and i didn't realize what i was listening to at that point but i know now that like i was listening to the harmonies like the stacks and all that just just every element to the song which it's funny now thinking about that you know that i'm an engineer like of course i'm listening to stacks and whatnot facts it started it showed itself before you even knew like that's how crazy god is it can be weird because i'm sitting there instead of singing the main vocal of the song i'm sitting here singing the background vocals and every other little harmony just weird stuff like that that's funny that you mention it because like now you're bringing me back in time and one of like the cds that my mom would play you know that i would literally fall asleep to like i would be quiet in the back seat as a baby right. was definitely lauren hill like and you know also alicia keys and it wasn't until like michael passed away unfortunately that you know like i really got into his music because of how he was just such a visualizer and his music is so profound today like I remember that really it still speaks to humanity still I remember the day he died I was I was actually 
in the car with my mom on the highway and we heard it on the radio. I was like 12. I just heard, I remember hearing it on the radio and being like, what? Like, is this for real? Like, this gotta be fake type of like, yeah. I didn't believe it. But also at that age, it's like, it's hard to conceptualize death. I mean, even now, you know what I mean? But I'm just like, that, that's crazy. <laughs> like, he, he's really gone. And I could just remember, all I could remember thinking was, I'll never get to see him in concert. And that Facts. was just at 12, you know what I mean? I'm like, come I on now. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's like yeah. one of the most like heartbreaking experiences, like knowing that there's a lot of people that I never will get to experience like live or even in like a artistic fashion when it comes to like working with them, either artist, you know, with music that we're making together or me engineering or whatever the case may be. But yeah, I kind of went off, off topic there. But I feel like it was worth mentioning because... You know, probably so many people are in their car right now or just, you know, vibing and are like, you know what, I agree to all of the things said. Moving forward. So there's also those people who are able to play instruments. Let's get into that. Like, I feel like literally music is a language. You know, you have computer engineering. You have people making whole apps and softwares that are able to speak, you know, like C sharp, C++, whatever. But then you have people who are able to like, <laughs> you know, play instruments, read the notes, be able to compose. Let's get into it. Man, when it comes to the instruments, I envy people like don't get me wrong um in middle school i played saxophone right i played um alto and tenor saxophone i was pretty okay at it i will give myself okay because i wasn't like but I, I will say i was like first chair but that was middle school first chair you know what i mean it, it, it was but like, give yourself credit though like that's you know pretty what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah I, pl I played saxophone in middle school and i really wish i would have continued with it because i enjoyed it and I don't know it was something but I, again in, in middle school i kind of tried to I stray away from music for a while i think i got discouraged you know what i mean outside sources but i man i really wish i would have played it but when it comes to musicians playing instruments that are like i always respect it so much because it takes the creativity to a whole nother level you have to not only think about what you want to put into a song you have to think about chord progressions what notes you're playing making sure you're you know uh whether if it's a guitar you're fingering it right or um if i don't know say you're playing a flute that i flute flautist my god don't even bruh i feel like flautist. it's just a next level of talent right to be able to just sit in a silent room and to be able to create a song because you're like, oh, I know that this instrument or, you know, like these instruments can create this sound. And it's like you open a book of possibilities that literally are endless. And, you know, it's like I feel like you're giving a fresh canvas every single time you have an instrument by you, which is why, you know, like I really want to learn how to play for sure. Like yeah, there's mean, no excuse. <laughs> I hear an instrument it's like i like i said I, I respect this so much more because there's like a whole extra layer of passion that gets added into whatever comes out of them taking the time to <laughs> put that together like i man i could never and like i mean not not i could never because i've done it and i know i could do it again i want to eventually learn how to play uh bass and um like acoustic guitar you know but 
literally me. <laughs> and I get that. I get that. But it's like depending we we have a lifetime ahead of us and i feel like it's fair for us right now to just be like i want to make sure that i am an entrepreneur and making sure i'm doing what i want to do so that i'm my own boss five years from now like and you know like i can dedicate my 30s to learning a new trick or trade like i totally get that but at the same time i feel like you also have to be disciplined enough to be like, if this is really what I want to do, like, I'm going to do it. Right. (laughs) It's like, if anything, we could just be watching or like watching YouTube videos of people doing it. I don't know. And then Christmas, buy ourselves that acoustic guitar to look at for a year before we decide to pick it up. Like, be patient with us, but make the steps. (laughs) (laughs) Um. But yeah, no, I don't know if you remember that time in Snapchat, like during COVID, when I was like playing the guitar or like trying to yes. teach myself. I do because... remember that. I remember being like, oh man, she's doing it. Like, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of you. Cause like, I could never, every time I told myself, all right, I'm gonna sit down and just look at these YouTube lessons and just try. With, and this is before I would like started taking medication for it. Um, but like with my ADHD, it was like, it was so hard to sit down and like focus. Mm. try to get it down because i'm like ah no i need somebody to like show me so i can kind of re- you know what i mean but it's totally a visual the, the YouTube, it wasn't working for me on that aspect but like in-person instructor beats all the way all the way and then also i'm left-handed so i'd have to buy like a whole oh. left-handed guitar that. and i don't even know how much that is I'm trying to teach myself backwards that's what was funny on my snap because i was like bro like i really think i'm out here doing something and no <laughs> every time my memories come up on snap like i never look at it <laughs> not for real there's some that like um z will send me Mm. right uh from like when we were back at, at college and i'm like why did you send like uh, it's funny like i'll be like reminiscing i'll be like, smiling and happy but i'll be like don't send me this no more exactly i don't want to see this <laughs> i don't want to see that i don't know who that person is Facts. <laughs> i felt it i want to talk about like how some musicians go a step further and give us these literally iconic visuals to go along with their music like can you talk about it bro touch on three for me i i splurred this on you but come on like like visuals that really like so first of all to go with the song precious one in my mind okay precious one shirt by scissor i i didn't see the music video but like i'm in love with the song if you, I'm trying to tell you, I was, I was this, this whole like week, pretty much, which ain't that much, but this whole week I've been listening to that song every time I go to work. I did see like a clip of it. So I know old dude is chained to the chair, you know, like I know she's like torturing him with sensuality. It leads up to it. That's the craziest, but like, there's literally a story. There's so much meaning behind it. And that gets so lost in a lot of newer music um mm-hmm. like a lot of it just does not have the feeling or story um but there's there's such a it, I, <laughs> the only thing i could say when i finished watching that video today was wow mm-hmm. like oh my god that was crazy mm-hmm. i would jaw dropped so much symbolism so many things that actually flowed really well together it wasn't just a collection of 
things that didn't make sense and just happen to make a video which there's a place for that type of video but with a song like that no you're, mm -hmm. you're wasting your time and resources to make a video like that mm -hmm. there was this one part and i don't want to spoil anything for you but like there was this one part uh, i'm one okay with spoilers i'm i'm one of the very few who really don't care <laughs> like i'll still like be surprised there was this part uh where in the video there was a shot where she was holding a gun Mm -hmm. She turned around, mm -hmm. aimed at the wall behind her, and shot at the wall, but she was shooting her shadow, Ooh. symbolizing, like, her old self, and the shadow mm -hmm. fell out, dropped Ooh. to the ground. I was like, oh, my God, no, yeah. that's crazy. That's already deep. Yeah, now I feel like we're all working on our shadow work, and once you're able to, like, let it go, like, to really heal from it and to turn that new branch, I feel like that's the same transition. Okay, so I'm at the go and watch it. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And I'm, I'm t I really want to hear what you think about that when you do watch it because it it was an amazing video for me personally. Um, Another big video and this is like a this is kind of a given but i i still haven't gotten over it to this day which is um what the i, I don't know why i can't think of the name um smooth criminal oh my god like the smooth criminal music video Bro, have you ever seen michael jackson's ghost no it's a secret gem for all of my listeners. If you have not seen ghost like it's literally a 30 minute production by michael mm, that i've never seen it that my I'm friend like bro you should halloween just passed it fits the mood you know if you love something a little scary but yes definitely that one smooth criminal yes yeah, smooth criminal. criminal is delicious i love it yeah. all the way it's <laughs> so fun it's so fun it is it is like that's why i'm there's so much creative direction that goes into it well that went into anything michael did and most of it came from himself which is why i respected him so much as an artist yeah, and a creative. I agree, that part oh my gosh man there's some there's some powerful um artistry out there um i will have to say my last like visual that i really um liked and really added a lot to a song for me was um problems by black i don't know if you've seen that I don't, I can't uh, say I that I song, have. But it's a really good song. Um, Black is a great artist to me. But yeah, that's that's my third one. Problems by Black. Okay, I'll be sure to give that one a list. I mean, a look. <laughs> because I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I, I'm pretty up to date with Black, but. He always dropping something and it's. Yeah, it's, that's what I'm saying. The points. I can't give myself that credit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just love people who can create, you know, like create yeah. a different way of imagining something. And I love like very low key artists too, like that, you know, low key in their visuals, but get yeah. message like loud. There's message. always a bigger message in those smaller visuals. Obviously, there are so many great artists out there who give visuals, but like even the artists that I love don't really give like visuals, you know what I mean? Like, like Drake, 
I can't really give him that credit. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't God's plan just a video of him like going around giving people money? Like, you know, <laughs> I was like, okay, like great, but but he stopped. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I'm sure this meant something to you, but like it, I was expecting a bit more. Forgot this. I'm sorry. I just thought about the honorary mention as far as visuals. Yes. Bad romance. Lady Gaga. That video. I don't know why that just popped in my head though but that was one that stuck with me for a while okay please explain it didn't so much give a story as it heightened the experience of that song mm. and that's and sometimes that's all that matters with the visual sometimes you just need something to get people excited about your content Hey you guys, it's Kaylee, and thank you so much for listening to my podcast, Learn, Do, Inspire. If you love my content and want to hear more, please make sure to subscribe and leave a 5-star rating. And while you're there, a good review, that way others can be let in too. Oh, gentle reminder, don't forget to check out my website, kayleavesknowledge.blog. Love you guys, bye. Move forward. On our next segment, it's not really important, but, you know, I kind of just wanted to highlight how music kind of has a mood, you know what I mean? Like, and it sets the mood, you know, and I feel like that's what makes music just all around us all the time you know it's like it's the background music of shows you know like you can't watch a show and like for me I really respect shows nowadays that have a bomb ass soundtrack like you can literally make me love your show like insecure 100% and um you know like retailers um although like they all don't have good taste but (laughs) elevators commercials anthems like music just it sets declaration you know it sets intention so I wanted you to go into that a bit yeah I mean so it, it sounds like you're talking like more of the uh the commercial side of music which is like sync licensing so things like um like you said uh elevators uh background music within TV shows, that's all like sync license sync stuff. And there's a lot of people that don't even realize there's a whole lane of music that they probably won't even hear unless it is in a TV show or a movie because it is set, it is literally structured arrangement wise for those TV shows or for those specific projects. Like there's, and there's a lot of creativity and thought that goes into those as well that honestly get looked over a lot more than you realize. There's, there's some movies and shows where if they didn't have those soundtracks, you would never think twice about listening. Nice. Certain ads that you hear with the music in the back, you would never think twice about giving that show a chance if you didn't have the music behind that. <laughs> like, there's so much mental work that goes into all of this. And I also kind of want to like now tie in global because it's like how many people are listening to music in those TV shows, in those movies, right? in these samples right that are being used in songs we even listen to that's from a different culture you know from a different a whole different background and you know like it can tie in somebody's experiences with the song remastered into like something that you wouldn't have even been able to be exposed to right and it's pretty you know like incredible how it is 
Yeah, they they definitely bring a lot of I say they, but like there's there's so much influence that is drawn from out <laughs> out of country sources that people don't realize or it, it kind of gets glossed over because uh, I don't know people are especially now bad about giving credit where it's due or at least acknowledging the culture or place that they got their inspiration for a project Thanks. from. Yeah, it, people have to do their research, like to even figure out where the sample came from. Yeah, uh, and that's a that's how a lot of newer or just inexperienced people end up with lawsuits or like, you know, just <laughs> bad situations, <laughs> bad blood between people that they don't even know because you you weren't <laughs> crediting them for work or creates you know creations that they put a lot of time into. Thanks. And like while you were showing homage, it, it didn't really matter as much because you didn't give them credit. Thanks. But let's go ahead and move into how music can be healing. You know, like my best friend's dad is a certified sound healer. And, you know, like I even see people on just like Instagram who will like literally sit in nature and simultaneously meditate while playing an instrument. And like, these are people who do like rain rituals and like hip grounding rituals and things like that, which I think is so cool. Like, do you have anything to share on that? Yeah, Um. so when it comes to music being healing, that's like one of the reasons that I do it to begin with, because um, a lot of like my inspiration for music came from the fact that um, a lot of life experiences or emotions that I hadn't really like grasped and needed to sort of like psychoanalyze, I could put into my music or I could use my lyrics to, to really think about what happened to me or how I absorb something and just put it to a melody. And, and yeah, really that's what I love about your music too. <laughs> okay, please continue that. I want to hear more. No, you're fine. Um, it, it just. I also I always just had like an obsession <laughs> with just letting myself be free and, and I, I, I notice it in a lot of artists where they will care so much about like oh what people think of this and what did it I don't I try to make sure that I am not allowing outside or external sources and what I think they might think of what I'm saying guide what I'm doing because that will change the purity or like the feeling within the song. As I was saying earlier, there's a lot of um, intention within what I do and that's not the case with everyone. And I try to make sure that it's as genuine and meaningful as it can be when it comes to me uh, and my music that is. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like that's what sets you apart. And then I, I think that's, really part of the reason why I feel like you're going to make it you know like I just love your messages in it you know like they inspire confidence they just inspire reflection you know and understanding that not everybody's going to be there for you like not everybody's going to be your best friend and it's like really looking out for yourself and being street smart in how you do it like well also book smart too because you really be tying together lyrics but you know it's like really street smart you know be careful around about who you have around you and I feel like change is the only constant you know we're always gonna have people around us but it's like people will show themselves and that's what you always communicate yeah uh, and it 
it's important to like pay attention to what people are telling you when they tell you the first time because I, I you know I feel like a lot of people have been but definitely I've been a you know a victim I guess which I would say of like really putting faith or trusting the people and then their true colors show and I'm like oh it was a one-time thing you know they didn't really they didn't mean it you know I'm, I'm over here making excuses for what they've clearly shown me is them and their actions and there's a lot of reflection on that within a lot of my music pops up yeah and it's it's real stuff that i just work through with the instrumentals the melodies the yeah. every part of it <laughs> and I, yeah. I try to make a habit of when i create something and i put it out and i'm and it's on a specific topic i try to mentally say okay that's done with i've dealt with it i'm through that let's keep going oh about that yeah, I feel like that's kind of where humanity finds itself in a struggle, you know, with that ego just holding on. Whereas Edgar Tully would say that pain body holding on to like a negative emotion like years or maybe even months or weeks later after it had already occurred. Like, and that's why it's always good to just have like a healthy output. You know, we can't keep every expression or every experience bottled inside, which is why there is such a thing as writing, which is why there is such a thing as like creative expression. And um, I just kind of love that you found your niche through music. Right. Yeah, I mean, it was something that took me a while to come back around to because initially it was, uh, if I'm being honest with you, it was like, I, I liked music a lot, especially um, like in middle school and in a media school, I was in show choir and just choir in general and I really enjoyed it. And I was, I won't, I won't put no names out there, but I think if you know me, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, I was kind of discouraged from doing anything musically, whether it be for reasons like, oh, you that makes you look gay, which <laughs> jokes on you. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> or like, um, oh, you won't be able to do that once you hit puberty because your voice gonna get deep. Mm, jokes on you, that really worked out, huh? But like, it, it it discouraged me from wanting to work on music for a while because I was like, oh, well, I'm not even gonna be able to do it and don't nobody want me to, you know, don't want to hear that, blah, blah, blah. And I still struggle with that sometimes, but that's an inkling of self-doubt coming back from the past. And I, I try to catch it when I see it. Thanks. I love that for you. And I'm still dealing with my own demons you know and it's like i've written myself a long as forgiveness letter right and everything in that letter i can say that like i purely came out of it like relieved of it yeah i, I love being like i guess i would say emotionally intelligent enough to realize Ooh, I love that tendencies are slipping back in and i can be like whoa whoa, whoa slow down realize what you're doing catch it don't let Reassess. it assess yeah like pivot you know <laughs> literally i just named my new playlist stand firm yep because that's how i'm feeling like i feel like you know you've been through your emotions you've had your phase now let's stand firm and being like this new level like let's let's raise the caliber <laughs> honestly that's what that dude says this song is about it's her going like you really kind of betrayed yourself like and it's really her like getting back to what she promised herself at least that's kind of how i interpreted it you know what i mean okay yeah we watching straight tonight <laughs> <laughs> i really i'm not gonna lie after this podcast whatever you whatever you watch it i really want you to like voice message whatever the case i want to hear yes. what you think about it like we will sit there i want to talk about it <laughs> okay yeah i know for sure it's gonna happen after we end this
for sure. Okay, so I also wanted to just like veer into showbiz because like it's kind of sad, you know, and I know that there are like a lot of creative artists out there that kind of lose themselves because they were betrayed or manipulated into signing away their rights, their name, their all their creations like due to a contract, you know, all due to a label and um like I want to like kind of hear what you have to say because that's so closely tied to the culture you know it's like literally racism um it's like every single type of disrespect and um I want to also like touch on you know, what's special about artists, performers, activists, and tribes is like how unique each group expresses their most influenced culture and emotions through rhythm and declaration. We've had people like Whitney Houston, you know, do exactly that, but also be a victim to the label, you know what I mean? Like be a victim to the lifestyle. So man when it when it comes to the show business and music, it is it's a very grimy place to be. And it's part of the reason why. I will probably always be independent, even if it means my career isn't moving as fast or even at all at some points, because I would rather have it grow organically and be stagnant than have a bunch of rapid growth and have no rights, no ownership, no control over my creative direction, all that. And that, I don't know if you've, uh, I don't know if you watch TikTok like I do unfortunately like i watch a little bit too much of it at this point and i was one of those people that initially started out like oh i'll never download this and now i'm on it every day (laughs) i still don't have tiktok i'm very proud of myself but i can't lie like when i see reels on instagram i'm like ooh, like so tempting right um so have you seen anything with uh like ddg his nephew like woo wop um you're talking about diggy or diddy uh no ddg it's like he's like a youtuber that like turned rapper but uh i'm gonna look him up yeah i was gonna say while you do that i'll just go ahead and into this his like he he's doing this whole thing and you know obviously it's just a bit but it's like it's been going for a little bit long and people you know it's he's, he's been going viral because of it but like um he pretty much had to make like a song and in the video had him sign a um a contract basically signing him to his uh records his record label quote unquote uh, oh i think i've seen him before isn't he holly's boyfriend yeah yep <laughs> we should have just started with that <laughs> <laughs> but he had his nephew Wua, who's like six sign a a 720 deal right yeah. obviously it's a play off of a 360 deal contract which basically is just like before you touch any of your own money all these executives, all these people that need to be paid, they they get all they all get your money first, and then you get whatever's left over, type of situation. And you own none of your masters. You have no creative direction. You don't get any money for merch. Like all you get is the advance, pretty much. <laughs> and it's not most of that advance you're gonna use towards studio time or um, music videos, right? Because people think the label pays. No, you, the label pays for it upfront with your advance. So this is why a lot of artists, bigger artists will get rich, get 
amazing deals and go broke in a year or two because they had to pour most of their budget into the music they're making. And a lot of the times they bought, or most of the time, I won't say bought, most of the times they will rent like jewelry, cars, homes, and that's why they end up homeless or having to sell this. And you know what I mean? It, it, they, they put themselves in a hole that they don't realize exists. And the way that those contracts are set up, the record label, like, like uh, I, I don't know, let's say on a million dollar contract, right? Let's say it's like, let's say you they want you to do just a single <laughs> for a million dollar contract. You wouldn't see a penny of royalties from a single within a year. And within that first year, the label would get like a million dollars just off of it. <laughs> it's, it's I, I forget. There's like a whole uh, record contract like simulator <laughs> oh my gosh i'm glad that you know more about this because i wanted to touch on this because it's like it's not to say that you know everybody went through hardships with their labels but so many like the fact that i know at least five off the top of my head is you know too much already right i there's so many people that just get screwed over like um i'm trying to think of a more recent one like oh oh like um coco jones hey, coco jones for sure i was thinking off top of my head frank ocean oh like, i was hoping that wasn't the case with frank because you know it's suspicious that he hasn't given us music like there's, a, there's like a whole album that he made where um it was like he didn't it wasn't even like what he wanted to put out it was just something that he put out because he contractually had to <laughs> had to put out a certain amount of uh projects and then when he finally got through that you know they keep his masters until they recoup or make their money back which usually takes anywhere from 30 to 40 years Ooh. by the way um and by the time that that happens and they do make their money back artists go through hell trying to legally reclaim their masters labels never want to let go they really yeah. just hope that the artist ends up dying and they end up owning it. Any um, progression in your research? I'm going I'm to get back to you on it because it's... Okay. Lord, it's so much that goes into it and I want to make sure I give it correct, right? But okay, long story short, label wins 30 times over before the artist ever thinks about getting a penny. Uh, I'll put it to you like that. It's never yeah. in the artist's favor. And I did an 80-20 split because that's generally what it'll be in the labels favor damn yeah big uh -huh. i hate 80 20 proportions like even for myself you know and i shouldn't but it's like i always think about like everybody around me and i hate that like there are definitely predators in the industry i feel like there's just so much potential that we don't even get to really see because there's just so many weeds in the way um hiding you know like the true beauty of what lies underneath and I feel like unfortunately like you were saying earlier about you being an independent artist and label it's like and it's taking you longer but you're able it's like that sacrifice is worth it yeah I, I love seeing stories of artists that were fully able to make it and make their art be their nine to five without actually having to have a nine to five. Exactly. And, and uh, you know, it was a lot of hard work on them, but they got it done and it's, they're all the better for it. Be like people like Nipsey Hussle, when he was alive, you know, God rest his soul, when he was like hearing him speak on this type of stuff was so inspiring because nobody owned anything from him. 
that man was vertically integrated in so many different industries. You know, he bought his block. He had millions of dollars of life insurance on his flesh. So even after his departure from this plane, you know, his family is still taken care of for generations to come. Mm. You know, there's still a lot that hangs in the balance that that he that he was able to pass on to his family. And that's like one of very few examples of like actual black tangible wealth in many forms being passed along. And I respect that. And that's at the end of the day, that's the goal. Yeah, basically leaving behind that legacy like we were talking about. And I feel like generational wealth was kind of just stolen from us. Like we weren't provided that luxury. Yeah, I, I forget who my dad was telling me about this. Um, I, I honestly think he was a uh, another Black artist, but he was telling me how this specific artist, I, I can't think of the person's name right now. Every time his birth, uh, every time his son's birthday came around, he bought him a property, a rental property. Wow. So when he finally passed away, his son had eight properties to his name and he wasn't even, he was 16. Wow. And I'm like, see, that's the type of stuff that I would love to be able to do yes. for the people around me, for the people yeah. that are supported or taken care of, whatever the case may be. I want to be able to yeah. do that at times like 30. <laughs> but like, I like put so much pressure on myself, like, because I'm just like, yo, clock is ticking you know really and truly according to all these climate activists and sciences we have six minus years going before like the end of it all and like that aside it's just you know like whatever god determines in the end right but like even a lot of churches are predicting this like it's included in my sermons with that being said you know it's just also like seven years till i'm 32 well 30 but you know like 32 like right I know yeah I have to like calm it down um and it's like I want to be established enough to be happy with my career you know to feel like I'm on my path of fulfillment to feel like I'm fighting this battle of good versus evil like to feel like I'm leaving behind inspiration so that other people can find that in themselves but again you know also just investing in myself to leave behind something I'm proud of and something to help somebody else too 100% and I, I, people always I, I you know you see a lot of uh entrepreneurs and like self-made uh wealthy people that always talk about oh you know they they got it on their own they, they nobody ever talks about just how emotionally tolling or like how much weight that is on their shoulders as far as like trying to be the one to do it out of your family because nobody else has done it. You know, yeah. you, don't, you have no blueprint, you have no resources, you have Thanks. no, no blueprint. You know what I mean? So it's like, you're doing it all from scratch and nobody ever talks about like what type of pressure that is, especially like with me being like the eldest child type of thing. I'm like, okay, so I'm the example. And I'm, I'm you know, I got, ain't nobody else gonna make me rich. Ain't nobody else gonna bring me this wealth. It's not gonna just fall in my lap. Like I gotta figure out how I'm gonna do this. Yeah, I gotta, no, I, I, like, just... I want to do. I got a lot of uh, thanks I want to give. You know what I mean? <laughs> thanks. I felt it. Um, I was just talking to an acquaintance of mine, and you know, it's like in this journey of me not really doing much. You know, because this has been my first podcast in months, <laughs> and okay. Um, I had to remind myself that, you know what, like, 
stop expecting the result to change if you have not fed it right it's like if you haven't watered that that seed like under that topsoil and it hasn't sprouted yet that's because you're not you know giving it what it needs you're not feeding it what it needs you're not allowing it to take shape into something else because you haven't taken that next step right that's a big part that's a big part because it's not only watering it right but then sometimes we get so into watering it we forget we got to step back and allow time for it to grow we can't just keep feeding it if you're going to kill it you're going to drown it Thanks. I know you're. I know you're a plant mom. Listen, like, <laughs> you can't overwater the plants. Listen. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. I've had a lot of plants die that way. <laughs> um, my aloe was on the verge of dying. I had to, but you're completely right. And but you know, like another part of it too is just you know understanding that you have to want it. You have to want it more than somebody else cuz nobody else is going to want it the way that you want it for yourself. Like I love that I actually have something to show for, right? Like right. how I spend my free time. And you know, like I love that you even have like a little history. Like if you were on Apple Music, it would have like Quay Ambitions Essentials, you know, like all the essential songs. And it's like, I love that for us. Absolutely. Um, I think a big part of what, you know, what you were talking about there, uh, as far as, you know, people not going out and getting it for themselves, is like, they assume, like, a lot of people have an issue with being inside or putting work in towards this. They'd, they'd rather be out experiencing things. A lot of people don't uh see the value and kind of just sitting back and allowing yourself to learn gain knowledge to uh, build yourself up i don't have a problem with not that really is. going out and and going to the club or doing this and doing that until i'm 30 because i know that by the time i'm 30 i'm established i have the knowledge the experience the practice that i need to do what i'm trying to do you know what i mean and, and i'm not necessarily putting like a number on it right but i'm saying it's just a little, you know a little base thanks like it'll be there waiting for me it's not going to it. the club is always going to be there <laughs> you're ready <laughs> however like, my years are not like <laughs> I'm, I'm this now. that's why I've, I've had to make sure that i grew comfortable with being inside first of all being in my own head thanks being your own best friend Exactly. Being comfortable with just speaking to no one, just literally having a, a nice little conversation here with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, teaching myself things, uh, making sure that I check myself on certain things where I'm like, okay, I think this way. And it, sometimes I'm like, oh, but this can't, this can be the only way, right? But then I try to make sure I go back and check myself and check and see if that's still accurate information, if that's still something that's correct or even acceptable anymore type of thing. Thanks. A lot of people don't check themselves on that. Yeah, not gonna lie. Like, at first I was feeling it, you know, after my breakup, I was just kind of like, damn, I'm lonely out here. <laughs> like, I, I, I just was on Instagram too much. and was like, I want to have fun. Right. And um, so I did like oblige and go to a few parties these past few months, but honestly even that was like completely overrated (laughs) I was just like first off there's no guarantee that the party you're going to they're gonna play the hits 
Exactly. You know, it's like there's no guarantee that Mary J. Blige will come on and you can really show him how it's done. Especially not a Juniata. <laughs> oh, man, East was such a letdown because of that. Like, we would literally be like, y'all are not playing Katy Perry Roar right now. Like, I know we're not doing this. <laughs> Listen, oh, one thing I do not regret never being a part of is like east parties and i'm and there's that's nothing that's no shade to east but i know i wasn't missing anything yeah. all i heard about was sweaty walls bro people bumping into you bro. People throwing up near on you listen the amount of times i'd have been in jail in an altercation uh just bad situations or just not enjoyed myself like when i know i can just stay in my dorm watch netflix and be very content with life why would i be out in public when i could be here with me watching netflix <laughs> what do i look like <laughs> you're not wrong uh you know just have to slip that in like you can literally have a party between two people like or yourself like that's my favorite type of party i used to um, do, uh, been in uh in Carrick all the time <laughs> let's get into your questions How does music affect you and why is music important? So how music affects me. Music genuinely gets like no interruption in my life. It's, it's, there's really not one time where I'm not thinking of a song I really enjoyed or an idea for another project that I'm trying to finish or like how can I improve my sound sonically, melodically or like lyrically. So I'm always trying to improve myself within those fields. Um, music is important to me because it allows me to reflect on events that i would have otherwise tried to like repress or to hide away you know what i mean like it, it really makes me face the things that i never want to think or talk about what do you remember listening to growing up you said that you remembered listening to michael jackson we've covered this before sure. um, um anything else anyone else for sure. Um, as far as, I mean, of course, like I said, whatever was on the radio, obviously, but like once I was cognizant of different artists and like different sounds, it was things like Beyonce, of course, that's like, that's a classic. Um, like you already know about Michael, Neo, Usher. Um, I used to listen to Genuine a lot. I had a whole like phase. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. But like just artists like that, they're just captivate my heart great artists beautiful R&B. were you active in any music classes like i know you touched on being in choir and playing the saxophone um being first chair but like anything else outside of that in your coming years like it pretty much was just like like when i was in intermediate school it was show choir that i was in then in middle school i was in just like standard choir i didn't really do the show choir because that was also again the phase where i kind of started to shy away from music um but other than that it was really just like playing saxophone in, in middle school i didn't really have much like i guess formal training you would say musically fair i didn't yeah. have to either i kind of wish i did not gonna lie um, and <laughs> you're like, meh, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like I have a little bit of my youth because of that. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> um, where did your inspiration to create music come from? Um, like, we're well, talking about earlier, but at the same time, it was 
you know, um, you know, life experiences and emotions that hadn't been dealt with. But also, I have always had like a very deep love slash passion just for writing in general. So it, it kind of came naturally from that because it, it transitioned from just writing down things that meant a lot to me to kind of formulating them into a ballad or a song or whatever the case may be. Like it, okay. it transitioned very, I would say smoothly, honestly. <laughs> and I agree. <laughs> what are your top three favorite songs yourself that, you know, you would recommend to the listeners to, you know, like, keep them going that gives them the encouragement my three songs that i really like that i think are very meaningful and big you know what i mean um uh, my song my bad that's a it's a really that's one that i love that's one of the best mixes to date like i swear <laughs> um my song sidewalk sentiments love that one and then i have another one called bass jump they're all like really deep i honestly would say like the deepest one or like the hardest one to listen to sometimes not because of like quality but because of content is bass jump so um, <laughs> but yeah those are my three as far as my music goes beautiful um i'm definitely i'm going to write all of those down and you know like include that on the website okay. um and so yeah your top three favorite songs for other people like we've kind of touched on Beyonce, Michael. Is there anybody else? Um, so top three favorite songs, or do you want the artist first? Artists and songs, you know. Okay. So I, I have separate artists for the songs, but I will say so. My three favorite artists okay. fair, fair. would be um, the artists themselves would be Blast. I don't know if you've heard Blast. Love his music. Uh, Black, um, and then I have like the third one tied between Juice World and Summer Walker. Summer. It has to be summer. (laughs) I don't know, like the fact that she's part of Dreamville, like it's impressive for sure. That's impressive, honestly. Um, Favorite songs. I already said shirt scissor. That's like that's like a hot one right now. I'm not gonna lie. Um, Hurt. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Continue. Oh my gosh. And then uh, I would say another one vices that i really like actually is broken clocks that one has so much meaning and it's such a beautiful song honestly i'm feeling 20 something like 20 something is always just my cry out to the universe absolutely or like supermodel Oof, facts (laughs) and um what's your favorite genre to end it off r&b facts facts okay well i'm so happy to have you on the show um, I definitely just kind of wanted to wrap this up because I know, you know, you're a busy person and plus the Zoom is about the end. But you've been <laughs> great. <laughs> you've been great to have. Hey, you guys, it's Kaylee. And thank you so much for listening to my podcast, Learn, Do, Inspire. If you love my content and want to hear more, please make sure to subscribe and leave a five-star rating. And while you're there, a good review. That way others can be let in too. Oh, gentle reminder, don't forget to check out my website, kleavesknowledge.blog. Love you guys. Bye.